Welcome once again to another episode of Hamilton Sales Training Podcast. In this episode, we're going to go over a few definitions that are used in Beyond the Walkaround so that we can just uh, familiarize ourselves with a little bit of what we're focusing upon here. And I thought this would be a really, really good time to do that. Remember last time we talked about equity mining and then there was an example of market-based pricing philosophy. So I wanted to go over some definitions that again are utilized in Beyond the Walk Around and also actually there's a section devoted to them in Beyond the Walk Around the Concerns Journal which is available on Amazon as well or you can reach out to me at rob at com or give me a call at 815-988-1297 and we'll arrange uh, for a copy or two or three or whatever amount of concerns journals that you would like to have. So, But at any rate let's start with the first one. Let's talk about concerns and objections. There are a lot of different ways to define, I think, concerns and objections, and I've heard them all, but I wanted to simplify this. So I just wanted to break this down to these things. A concern, objection, stall, stipulation, requirement, contingency, etc. is anything that impedes or risks the success of our sales process and its ultimate goal, a delivered, bookable unit. So there's your definition of concerns or objections. Now, why are those so important? Because those are the things that we counter when we utilize the technique, when we utilize the counter-transition close technique that that helps us get to the next step on the road of the sale or closes the deal itself and continues to build value. So when you hear these concerns and objections, don't try to make it more complicated than it is and try to define them as something that they are not. They simply impede our process, and we have to counter all of them, and we have to justify the value in our vehicle. So once again, a concern, objection, stall, stipulation, requirement, contingency, etc. is anything that impedes or risks the success of our sales process and its ultimate goal, a delivered, bookable unit. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you decide to call something a spouse stall. Now again, I don't know about you, but there are times when a customer is just not ready to pull the trigger. Remember, We bring it to these basics. Either they're ready to buy a vehicle or they're not. They see value in it or they do not. They ultimately buy it or they do not. This, again, is not overly complicated. Now, we can influence all these things, and that's what we do within our sales process. But let's, again, let's keep it simple. If somebody has to go talk to their spouse, I get it if they haven't already. Now, you can counter that and say, now, Come on, John, I imagine you guys have discussed this a little bit already, unless this was entirely impulse, but what have you guys talked about in the past? Is there an opportunity for you to go ahead and bring the vehicle to her, or if it's Jill, is there a way for you to go ahead and bring the vehicle to John and talk about it a little bit further and move along in the sales process? You can still use some of these old ideas that have been utilized for decades and decades. They're still great. All this stuff is really, really good. But please understand what a concern and objection is. And it may be impeding our process because they just all they want to do is set up a negotiation it's a bluff it could be that too it may not even be any of these things it can just be something that is set there for us to counter and we have to counter it or they're setting up a negotiation or a price drop so again we go back to what concerns and objections really are now the next thing a counter a counter is this i'm going to read right from the concerns journal so you can pick this up The near-immediate, thoughtful, effective response to a customer concern, negative comment, or inaccurate interpretation of information, generally in the form of a false conclusion drawn. A positive value statement may be used as a counter. So, how do we do that? 
All right. Somebody mentions, for instance, that the gas mileage isn't what I would expect. You can counter, and we've used this in the past to say that you know actually this this gas the gas mileage on this vehicle rates very very highly within its segment. Let me show you exactly how this works. Or better yet, let's just say that you have a price concern. Now, how are we going to counter that? Well, we teach that in Beyond the Walk Around and Hamilton Sales Training. If you have a price concern, you have to go ahead and either drill down or counter. And to say the price of these vehicles are all too high. Let's say you're looking at a brand new vehicle, a brand new sedan. Now, the price of this vehicle is way too high. Now, you can drill down by saying when you say too high, do you mean it's more than you think the vehicle's worth or more than you want to spend today? That's a counter. It's a drill down also. But another form if they say, I think the price of the vehicle is too high, well, it may interest you to know, John, that over the last three model years, the MSRP has gone up not even $1,000. It's been very, very static. And it represents probably the best value in a mid-sized sedan I've ever seen in my career, or ever has been, because they maintain the price level. And that's your incentive to buy the unit. This has gone through a complete redesign and maintained its pricing level to stay within a certain segment. Or whatever you want to say. But this is really vital stuff. But you want to counter with that. And you can utilize old Monroney stickers. Remember we talked about that in Beyond the Walk Around. And show them, hey, the price of these things hasn't gone up that much in the last few years. And that's your incentive for buying this. That's why it represents such a great value. And that's why they're holding their value. It's doing some really, really good stuff. And that, But if you take a look at this old Monroney sticker that we recommend that you keep in trade-ins. And say, John, take a look. This hasn't gone up very much in the last few years. And that's your incentive. That's why this is such a huge value. Let me show you why it's bringing the money. Let me show you why it's a better value than anything else in the marketplace. But that's a counter or a form of a counter. And they're there for you again to be on the walk around, lots of them. So take a look at that. Okay, a close. Let's talk about a close. A lot of people, and you can, again, I hope it's not semantics, but you can define it different ways. A lot of people talk about a close and define a close or name a close, the gas mileage close, or the maintenance close. But what they really are are arguments. You know, there are transitions and closing questions or statements. But let's take a look at a close. Many confuse closes with arguments. The old standby maintenance close or gas mileage close are really counters or arguments through which or from you might ask or state examples such as these. Shall we continue with the paperwork? Let's continue with the paperwork. Let's go ahead and move forward. Let's schedule a time for you to pick up your new vehicle. So that's a close, and you can transition. Understanding this, knowing this or that. And then you can move to the closing question or statement, shall we continue with the paperwork or schedule a time for you to pick up your next vehicle? So again, these are all arguments or counters, and we talked about what counters are. That's not enough for my trade. Well, please keep in mind, John, that your trade is worth what it is for the same reason. You can buy us for what you can. It's all market-based. Everything is. What you're going to pay for the new vehicle or this quality pre-owned vehicle and what you're going to receive for the trade-in are all set by the market. It's very easy these days. We've simplified everything for you. I'm telling you, gang, this is the way to go, and it's simple. Okay. Customer comfort, consultant confidence. Now, if you take a look at what the base is for Hamilton Sales Training or the foundation, it's the pursuit of these two ideas first. These two concepts are directly proportional. As one increases or decreases, so too does the other. The higher the level of both, the more effectively your words are delivered and received. Now let's think about that. How our words are delivered and received. If somebody does not have comfort, if you're not confident your words come out, well, in a way they shouldn't. 
They're not as powerful. They're not as convincing. But if you are unable to build comfort in the customer and lower the defenses just a little bit and the negative emotion and allow the positive emotion to come through, they're not going to be receptive to what you have to say. Your words will not have the desired effect. That's why customer comfort and consultant confidence are so important. And that's why the pursuit of these is a foundation for our training. Feigned indifference. Now this one is a big one. And this is the, I, I think this is the one I've had a lot of conversations about. I've had a little bit of uh, critical comments because everybody, everybody wants to sell a car right now. They don't understand entirely what I mean by feigned indifference. You mean you, you want the customer to think you don't want to sell them a car today? No, not initially. But here, let's take a look. Feign indifference is a conversation starter. That's for sure in this business because everything wants to do t- How many times we have this customer come in and they're generally not as viable an option as some of the other ones that say, who wants to sell me a car right now or today? Or who, don't you want to sell me a car right now? Don't you want to sell me a car today? Well, my response with feigned indifference would be, I want you to buy the vehicle that you'd like to buy when it represents a value for you. Whether that be today or tomorrow or whenever, we want to take care of you. Now, that's an example of feigned indifference. It doesn't mean I don't want to sell the car now, because we know how urgent this business is. We know how dangerous it is if they go to another facility. The fatigue factor could set in. Pay more money for a vehicle they don't want just because they're tired of shopping. That's how easily you can lose a car deal. That's not what feigned indifference is all about. Feigned indifference does not prevent you from asking for the sale several times. Feigned indifference does not prevent you from countering and transitioning and closing. It doesn't prevent you from doing anything. What it does is it lowers defenses, it creates more comfort in the customer, and it also takes control in a way that you maybe haven't heard before. So let's go back to feigned indifference. The practice of pretending to have no bias as to whether a customer purchases a vehicle that day is the second part of the foundation of Hamilton Sales Training. This is vital for the lowering of defenses and allowing your words to be received properly. That's what it's all about to pretend to have no bias or preference. That's all it is. It's pretending. And it allows you to take control from your type A dominant personalities. And it also allows you to create more comfort in the amiables, in the more reserved customers. So here's how personality types are important, yes. I agree. And the more you know about them and how they react, the better you will be. So study everything. But this works with both. Why? Because the reserved customer, the one that might be a little bit nervous, is now going to have their comfort level rise because of the pretending. It doesn't matter if they do anything now or not. The pressure's gone. It's been released. They've been released. And they're able to receive your words now. Do you see how this works? I hope this is clear. Feign indifference is a staple. It's huge. And that's the way everybody should approach a car dealer or a customer, a potential customer, because we're still going to ask them for the business. We're still going to do everything to build positive value. We're still going to do everything we possibly can to deliver that car now. Okay, moving on. Market-based pricing philosophy. The powerful concept that with all the data available, all values are based solely on the market or what that market will bear. Both the price of the unit for sale as well as the trade-in are under this influence. The utilization of this, along with the technique, make up the third part of Hamilton Sales Training Foundation. Okay. The utilization of this, along with the technique, 
make up the third part of the Hamilton Sales Training Foundation. This is important. Market-based pricing philosophy is really important. It, I don't know how I can really say this more simply. If you come to work every day, if you treat the customers the same way and understand that the market dictates everything, the market, everything is market-based, and, and you'll be seeing this in another publication in the future, but electrical supplies, plumbing supplies, light fixtures, product services, designers, everything is market-based. There's a market out there, and there's so much transparency and so much information that has to be interpreted correctly that we can figure out what that market might be and play to that. Again, everything is market-based. It's not a magic show. There's no smoke and mirrors. It's not a shell game. This is straightforward. This is market-based. What you will pay for the vehicle is whatever the market will bear. There's your deal. Well, I want a great deal. Well, the market will dictate the deal, folks. That's what the market will do. Well, I want such and such for my trade-in. Well, again, you may want whatever you do, but the market will tell you what the vehicle is going to bring. One thing's for sure, it'll bring less in a month. Okay, so you can still utilize the things that have been used for decades and decades. The only thing that's going to happen to the vehicles is generally they go down in price and the price of the newer vehicles goes up. And what are we doing now? We're entering a period of time where we project that interest rates are going to be on the rise again. It's been 18 years. It's, it's about time. And guess what? That's part of the market too. So if you have somebody and you can't build urgency in them now because of price or trade-in or interest rate, God forbid, here's the good news for the customer. If they purchase now, they will avoid the fact that the new car is going to go up, the trade's going to go down, and the interest rates are going to rise. Heard that before? Yeah, it's been around for decades. This is just a different way to present it as entirely market-based. So utilize these things, embrace them, make them your own, and you're going to win a lot more battles than you think you can. And again, it is a battle because it's about what? Helping the customer interpret misinformation, overturn misconceptions, misperceptions, make sure they understand exactly what they're looking at and interpreting the data properly. And then we win. So hang in there with me. 2019 is going to be a great year. Again, I'm going to be out doing some seminars. Love to meet you. Please call at 815-988-1297 anytime you want. Again, please call at 815-988-1297. I'm here for you. Contact me at rob at hamiltonsalestraining.com. Pick up Beyond the Walk Around the Concerns Journal. If you can't find it on Amazon, you should. Please give me a call, and I'll get one to you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.